Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of another film podcast. My name is Tierney. My name is Colin. My name is Matt. Oh, so <laughs> melancholy. Um, we're. I am programmed <laughs> to be calm. Uh, we're back after. Um, we're back. We're back. Yeah, after a summer spent deep throating social activities. Whoa. <laughs> Wow. Oh, holy shit. Uh, Taken by that image. Wow. Sorry, guys. It came to me in the moment. It seemed like the best way to describe it. Clearly, for those who are listening, she did not run that by us before we started recording. Positively choking on the throbbing outdoor activities that we're getting involved with. Uh, Just gagging. (laughs) Truly. Gagging for connection. Tearing up. Uh, Taking the little hairs out of our mouth. What? (laughs) You have little hairs in your mouth? Anyway. It's just part of it. Okay, I mean, yeah, it has um, taken us less than two minutes to go completely off the rails, so again, we're yeah. back, everyone. We did it. Appropriate for this movie, <laughs> yeah. too, I think. You'll see what it is! Because <laughs> it definitely well, doesn't say the... it on the name. Yeah, <laughs> well. <laughs> just imagine it's a surprise. Uh, so this week we're watching, we watched Kramer vs. Kramer, which is a movie... Oh, yeah. I guess we should maybe give some context. <laughs> like, yeah, we're back and we're we're f- festier than ever. Just, just, Clearly, just a getting bit a little rusty bit of, as well. Yeah, getting, yeah. getting a little, shaking a little bit of the rust off. But we're yeah, here to fest all of you. We obviously like we enjoyed doing this, and we had all of our like uh, pods that we went through. And I think the last I was looking, the last one we recorded was back in April. Mm. Um. And we were, like, going to take a little break, and then... It's only April. I thought it was, like, February. No, that's just how time works these days. It's only four months ago. Oh, my God. One of my friends sent something to me the other day. Do you guys remember Bean Dad, the the Twitter character from... Where he was like, I'm not going to let my daughter open... Like, I'm going to make my, my daughter... My daughter has to, like, to figure out how to open a can of beans. Like, that guy. And then she, like, cried and hated him. And he's like, this is for your own good. Yeah. No beans. And everybody, like, dunked on him, obviously. Yeah. One of my friends sent me a thing the other day that was like, Bean Dad happened this year. And I was like, no. No, it didn't. <laughs> no, it didn't. It did. It was, like, January 3rd. <laughs> it feels like... 15 years ago, but it was yeah. literally like eight months ago. <laughs> there was a meme that was like me still trying to process 2020 and then realizing that 2022 is in four months. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I get that. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. But anyway, so yeah, we, we were like, all right, let's take a little bit of a break. But like, we always had the intention of coming back to it and then. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were we just deep throating all the, the <laughs> summer activities and yeah. <laughs> not watching movies. We, so we got our vaccines at long last, which allowed us some temporary freedom <laughs> uh, in the world. Uh, now, as 
a new variant rages. <laughs> the podcast is pushed back into their homes. <laughs> to Speak watch for movies. yourself there. Say, I'm still yeah, going and doing stuff. Well, I'm just saying they're telling everyone to cool it down. You know what I mean? I have to go to work. Also, most of my things are outside anyway, so. Yeah. You can sail forever. I sure can. Anyway, again, huge <laughs> tangent. This week yeah. we are picking, I picked Kramer versus Kramer uh, for our new Which, festival. This is the first yeah, pick. Yeah, we're doing... We're doing another run of movies that we have wanted to watch or have thought other people should watch. Um, so, so we're starting with Kramer versus Kramer, which is Tierney's pick, and we're doing six weeks of movies. I don't know. We'll figure I it think, out. Yeah, <laughs> it's, something like that. It's, it's still in the planning stages. This yeah. is we've still got top quality content. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're letting it. We're letting it, like, shift like a Rubik's Cube. Maybe the movie that we thought we were going to pick, we are going to change. But you won't even know it before you listen to the episode. <laughs> so, that's just a tease. <laughs> Kramer versus Kramer. Uh, so, Tierney, why yes. did you choose this one? <clears throat> well, all of the ones that I picked, I've never seen before. So, I haven't seen this before. And... I don't know, I think it won some Oscars, and I was like, that's supposed to be a good movie. I've never seen it. I might as well make myself see it. So, <laughs> that's why I picked it. Checks out. That was, I mean, that was my rationale for all of my selections last time around. I was like, I've never seen this. Let's force myself to do it and also bring some friends along for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, do you, did you have any relationship to Kramer versus Kramer? I did not. Um, but I did find it funny that Tierney picked it, considering her feelings on Dustin Hoffman, yeah. uh, which were talked about in The Graduate. And I was like, interesting that you'd go with a Dustin Hoffman movie where he is the primary actor on screen for most of the movie. That's but, funny, because when he came on, I was like, ugh. <laughs> you know, on the cover, major, major player in this. Uh, but I had no connection to this. I just knew that it was also, yeah, known to be a good movie. Um, and yeah, I mean, the only thing I'll say is that I guess I have seen it before, uh, but there were different actors in it, and it was Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson, but, uh, or, or Laura Linney and Jeff Daniels. There's some squid in the way of quality. Yeah. You know, just about the <laughs> just dissolution of a, of a marriage. <laughs> Everyone's favorite topic. Yeah, they're all kind of the same. Yeah. Um, I had also never seen this. Um, so I was, I was excited that Tyranny picked it. Also, I think I may have mentioned this earlier in the year, but, like, one of my personal movie goals was to watch at least 50 new to me movies that came out before the year 2000 so mm -hmm. thanks for for helping me stay on track Tierney no problem but yes I also have seen this movie before in the in in the 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 frame of Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson so yeah, <clears throat> yeah. what did you uh, what did you guys think of it it was fine oh. wow <laughs> I took 
I took uh, three notes. Good. All of them. <laughs> a record. A record, probably, right? No, I've taken away more than three. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> three would be a record for me. But <laughs> <laughs> My most recent uh, notes page that was open is I've started a list of just good questions to ask people. <laughs> that are, like, oh. mildly, mildly, like, I don't know. Let's let's, let's put a pin in there. Let's circle back to that. That seems fun later. (laughs) Okay. I asked you guys one earlier today, but just uh, hypothetical questions. The question for the listeners, if they care, and then this tangent will end, was if you could no longer travel anywhere in the world, where would you live? Anyway, uh, so my notes from this movie are men are terrible. Meryl's chest gets really red, and the court scene is very dramatic. (laughs) So I didn't take wow. notes, but I did mentally, like, I didn't physically, like, take a note, but I did mentally note all of those things. I think the scene where they meet up again in, like, the coffee house or whatever, mm-hmm. like, after, like, so she, like, bounces right away at the beginning of the movie. And then when they meet up again later, she just has, like, a very red spot on her mm. chest that is, like, and the ca- the way the camera has framed her, it's, like, extremely noticeable. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, is she okay? <laughs> like, what's happening? I don't think I noticed it. Oh, uh, see, that I'm happens impressed. to me, so I was like, I've been there. <laughs> when you're, like, nervous or, like, I get it when I think I'm about to get in trouble. Mm, that's really good acting, then, that Meryl threw that on. Yeah. And was able to physiologically embody <laughs> the anxiety and yeah. the terror. I will say, so, one of the things I knew about this was that Meryl Streep won an Oscar. Um. Mm. And because I was coming to this through the lens of Marriage Story and Squid and the Whale and all of the other iterations of this general story, I was genuinely shocked that she was... I So I knew she won the Oscar, but I guess I did not realize that she won for Best Supporting. Um, so I was, like, genuinely surprised when, like, the movie starts and she's just gone, like, within the first couple of scenes, and then is just not in the movie for like well over half of the film. I was like, oh, that was unexpected. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, so I thought that was that was fun that I was able to like still be kind of surprised by this movie, even though A, it's like <clears throat> a prominently known movie that's just like existed kind of in the cultural sphere for a long time. And also there's so many different iterations of it. Um, but I thought that was very interesting. But back to Tierney's first note, if we want to circle back to the beginning, my first thought was, and I don't like, I don't dislike Dustin Hoffman as a person or actor, but my first thought was like, holy shit, Ted fucking sucks. Like, <laughs> and his <laughs> this boss guy is, too. Yeah. His boss is terrible. His boss is awful. Because <laughs> Ted is redeemable later. Yeah. And his boss is a shithead from all the go. way yeah yeah like almost almost too villainous to the point where i was like do you not understand how families work or like how like a single dad would have to like sending like being like you should send him off the moment that he tells yeah. you that like he's gonna raise this kid alone is like who the fuck are you that was but maybe that's also just the hyper rich that was so fucked <laughs> yeah that was so fucked Send like, him to a farm upstate. <laughs> Instantly. <laughs> Literally. So why? Oh my god. Um, but Ted does suck. And then I think he gets better. 
Uh, but I yeah. also, I think that was one thing that did surprise me about this movie, too, is that for a movie called Kramer versus Kramer, like, the other Kramer doesn't have a ton of screen time, and in the end, it really is Ted's movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, almost to, I think they do handle it very sensitively, I think, um, which is something I appreciated about the movie, is how, like, realistic the fights and the complications and the epiphanies that people had were um i thought all of those were really strong but because we don't really get her very much she's constantly at a negative in what we want her goals or like her motivations to be like we never want her to get the sun we never really want her to like not I don't know. Like, it's it's very, like, you can sympathize with her character, but because of the m- way the movie is framed, we're following his story. Mm-hmm. And so, like, <clears throat> him succeeding is what we all want, which I think is interesting. Because, like, like you've said, with, like, Squid and the Whale and Marriage Story, it's pretty even. Yeah. Where you're like, both of you are probably not bringing much to this marriage at this point, and it's for different reasons. But at both points, you're like, you know, I can understand both of you want to be like the parent. And in this one, because she's gone for most of the movie, it is harder because of how it's framed to like root for her. Mm-hmm. But he sucks so much in the beginning that you like kind of get it. You're like, <laughs> I mean, I probably just ghost too for 18 months <laughs> if I was living with this guy. You can also tell that she's like not well. Yeah. yeah. But they don't really get, ever get into, like, I don't know, more detail with that. Because she leaves with nothing. Yeah, I mean, there's that line where he's, like, where Ted is uh, talking to the, I think he's talking to the Margaret, the na- like, the downstairs neighbor. And he's like, I don't know, she didn't even bring her suitcase, she can't go far. It's <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, that seems weird, but, I yeah, it, it just, it's interesting that she's just gone for so long. Like, I, I'm not saying that I necessarily, because I mean, you're right. Like it is, it is Ted's movie. It's, it's Ted learning to become a better person, learning to become a good father. Um, you know, all of those things. So like this movie is what it is, but it is like, I would be curious to see like, what would be, you know, like what would be the, the version that's her side of the story, you know? Like, not that I Which necessarily... Which is kind of marriage story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't necessarily want that added in here. Like, this movie's like an hour and 45 minutes, which I think is, like, pretty great length for a movie. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but it, it would be interesting to see, like, what... You know, like, what would her... Because, yeah, I mean, like, when the movie starts, my literal, my first thought, like, after they... Like, after she leaves, and, like, there's that... the. Um, the scene where Ted's like trying to make breakfast that first morning and he's just like so ill-equipped for it and just has no patience whatsoever and just starts like screaming. I was like, dude, this guy fucking sucks. And if I'm going to have to watch an entire movie of this guy, I'm going to be pissed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so like, I do think it would be interesting. Like if, the movie were framed from her perspective and we got like a little bit more of their marriage before she left. So we could have some of that context and then just like a little bit of like, what was she up to? 
like yeah um and yeah how does she interact with her son because like we really never see it besides when the movie starts and then when she takes him for the day that's it that's the only times we really see her interact with him, and we don't even get to see what that interaction is like exactly like we don't see their day we just see like them like hug each other and then she like walks away and she's like, I'll have him back by six, I promise. And then it like fades to black. And you're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, they also frame her like she's unwell when she's like in the window of the cafe. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like watching them like a fucking horror movie stepmother. And it was like, okay. Like, and like the zoom in, like the clipping zoom in, I was like, this is clearly trying to make her villainous. Yeah. Or at least like the obstacle which like ultimately yeah it's about the custody battle but like it, it was it was doing a lot of things where i was like this doesn't really feel like kramer versus kramer this feels like mr kramer becomes a dad and like that's <laughs> not quite as even as i'd expect it to be with meryl streep but like yeah maybe i think they w- yeah seeing her like carry out a routine or like i think i yeah i don't know i think a marriage story does a lot of the things that this like isn't trying to do, but that I think is kind of more interesting to do. A hundred percent. If you're going to talk about both of the sides not being, like, failing in this marriage. Um, But I do think she is sympathetic, and I do think they do a lot to make her a very three-dimensional character that, like, we can understand. So in that regard, it's just that she's not given a lot of screen time or story time, Mm -hmm. but is a is a character that we don't see as just a problem. They didn't do that. Yeah, and I do wonder if that's just, like, a product of the 70s, you know? Like, yeah. I, you know, because obviously, like, Marriage Story did come out two years ago. Yeah. Um, it's only two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically even, it was less than two years ago. <laughs> um, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, but, I think, like, that just, like, what, you know, the 70s and, er, like, almost all of earlier film was just, like, very male-centric. Mm-hmm. So I... And it was also in... Yeah. It was interesting, too, when he's talking to the boss, and he's like, you know, women's lib, and they're like, <laughs> So it was like, yeah. oh, yeah. So this is of the time when, like, bra burnings were happening. This is the 70s. So, like, it makes sense almost to also frame it in that way yeah. of, like, this is a story about like the point at which a woman would leave a family and like how would the family have to like mend itself in her absence Mm -hmm. and that also feels like are we like really understanding the perspective then or are we just being like guys can be good dads too guys can be good parents (laughs) that was one thing that annoyed me about this is it's clearly like and this is I know I've talked to you guys about this with other movies where it's like this is not I think I think uh, Ladybird was the one that I told you where it's like every guy loves that movie, but a lot of girls are like, "This is just what it is being a teenager," <laughs> because oh yeah, like we like we are more familiar with that story. But then it's like, what is this? It's never been told before. And then so with this, where it's like the men leaving families happen for hundreds of years. Yeah. It, with with <laughs> yeah. a lot of frequency and women just had to pick up the pieces and didn't have an ad executive job 
until like maybe 20 years before this movie was made mm-hmm. and it's like all of a sudden it's like but what if it was a man and he had to be the single parent where it's like uh, I guess <laughs> right I yeah I think in I didn't think of, I didn't make the connection when I was watching the movie last night, but the way you were just talking about it reminds me of one of my biggest problems with Incredibles 2, which I don't know if you saw with us, Tierney, but Matt and I went and saw it together. But like, I think I did. You saw it. With, I, yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah, I feel like, like you would have. But I, oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's Brad Bird backwards for anyone who didn't yeah. pick that up. I thought it was that's really right. funny. That's a t- that's a tyranny original. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is Dribdarb. <laughs> so I forgot. Anyway, go on with Dribdarb. your story. <laughs> I don't know if I can anymore. <laughs> I'm so overwhelmed by Dribdarb. <laughs> um, but like, part of like spoilers, I guess, ish for Incredibles two. But like, part of the the conflict of that movie is like. Well, in the first one, it was Mr. Incredible, and he was, like, getting back in there, and, you know, he was like, oh, this is what it's like to feel alive again. And then the second one was like, no, like, this is going to be Mrs. Incredible's thing, and you have to stay home and watch the kids. And, like, the whole movie wanted us to feel bad for him, and I was like, I don't feel bad for him. (laughs) Like, you know, like... Pick up the slack. Yeah, dude, like, (laughs) like, you got to do what you got to do, my guy. And, like, you had your entire movie where you were doing the thing that you want to do and now your wife gets to do it and you need to let her do it. (laughs) And so like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, I didn't make that connection when I was watching this last night, but the way you were just talking about it made, it was like, Oh yeah, that's right. That's like a similar thing in a more recent movie that I was just kind of like, yeah. (laughs) And then you look at the original title for the Incredibles two was incredible versus incredible. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. Is you look at, like, Kramer versus Kramer, and it's like, I feel like everyone's talked about how this movie, like, revolutionized, like, marriage stories, which is funny, because that's the name of the other movie. But it's just like, it was like this this new thing that had never been done before. And it's like, you literally took something and just changed which parent got left with the kid. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, like... And think of a movie that it is a woman, like, raising kids alone. Like, can you even name one off the top of your head? Aaron Brockovich? But is that even the point of the movie? No. And, like, that's part of it. It's like, Aaron Brockovich is, like, a movie about Aaron Brockovich, and she also happens to be a single mother. The whole point of the movie is not, like, oh, how difficult it is to be a single mother. But, like, this movie is like isn't it so hard for a guy to be a dad <laughs> and it's like that's the whole plot <laughs> look at him having like, to grocery shop on his lunch break He's he doesn't know what soap things. they use <laughs> oh god you look at and like we, most yeah. parents are 15 minutes late for everything regardless of if they have a job like everyone's I will say that. like ah. Yeah, when he picks up his son at the party, and she's like, yeah, he's a little upset. And he's like, you're 20 minutes late. Or you're late. And he's like, I was 20 minutes late. I was like, oh, 20 minutes. That's not bad. My parents are going to be 45 minutes late to pick me up from stuff. And I've just, like, sat alone at school after hours with no cell phone, just being like, 
I'll get picked up when I get picked up, I guess. <laughs> and you just, like, go with it. Or, and like, my parents start walking were married. home. Yeah. Yeah. Pro- like, probably not as a six-year-old in Manhattan in right. 1979. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, probably don't start story. walking home. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. fair, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just tagging on to you saying, like, all parents are 20 minutes late. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, and my parents, worse than that. But, like, <laughs> the... Just yeah, a the quick, whole idea quick sidebar... Uh, yeah. I already told Matt this. I don't know if I told you or not, Tierney, but um, an opportunity presented itself to me when I was on a work trip last weekend to tell somebody about how Matt's family missed their flight to Hawaii, and I did not pass up that opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> and I will never pass up that opportunity. So. When my brother was going to fly to Portland uh, like a month ago to visit me, he he was like, my flight is at, like, whatever, whatever time. And my parents were like, we can come pick you up. And I was like, no, I'm going to speak for Val and say no. This is exactly what happened with me. He said he's using the train. Let him use the train. That's how you get to the airport on time. Do not engage. Do not go pick him up. This is exactly how you miss flights. It's even worse for Val because he lives downtown. Like, what the fuck are they thinking? Driving all the way downtown. Well, that's what they were gonna do. That's what they did well, for me. But like, at least you but were in downtown, Bucktown. Yeah. Like, I like it's still God. stupid. But like, at least you were like in downtown. Like, just, the loop. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> the loop. Anyway. Did you also have like this would have been before the advent of cell phones? Where like my even with cell phones, my parents would be like. Well, text me when you're done, and then we'll pick you up because we don't want to wait for you. <laughs> so oh. you'd be just, you'd be like, they haven't even left yet. <laughs> to where, and yeah. before cell phones, we had to do like, uh, like you call collect, but because my parents didn't want to pay for a collect call, yeah. you just had to, you'd tell them that you were going to call collect, and so you'd answer, you'd pick it up, and be like, I'm done swimming, pick me up. When they say, like, what's your name? <laughs> And then they'd uh, be like, Tierney's uh, done, someone has to go get her. Somebody go pick her up. <laughs> anyway. Oh. I didn't know if that was a thing other people did, but it doesn't sound like There was a there was a commercial about that. Maybe a Geico commercial. Feels like it would have been a Geico commercial. Ugh. But where somebody was making their like childbirth announcement via collect call and <laughs> their first name was Bob and their last name was We Had a Baby Eats a Boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't really have anything else to say about this movie. Wow. <laughs> I did like his character development. I yeah. I so I think Matt mentioned this earlier, but I thought like I do think like the writing of this movie was very good. Yeah. Because um, I I think like the trajectory of his character was really. Like, it felt real. And, like, I think it's hard when you're, like, when you're just watching the movie, it's hard to really tell what the passage of time is. But, like, you can clearly see that he, like, he is changing. The kid is changing. Like, you can clearly see that. But then they, like, sprinkle in, like, the, like, oh, eight months, six months, you know, 15 months, whatever. So, like, you can kind of get that, like, oh, yeah, all of this is happening and this feels reasonable. Like, it would have felt insane if this all would have happened over the course of like a couple months. But like when they drop in some of those things to like give you an idea of like the time passage of time, 
I was like, oh yeah, this does feel very real. And I think one of the things I really liked about the movie... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> are we about to have a... his leg. I was like, are we about to have a, a guest appearance on the pod? <laughs> I mean, he can as, once he stops gnawing his limbs. Sorry, continue. I was listening, um, to be fair. No, it's fine. Uh, but I think, like, one of the things I really appreciated, there's so many, like, just, like, small th- moments in this movie. Yeah. And I think, like, one of the ones that, like, really struck me um, was, like, a completely dialogue-free scene. And I know exactly the one you're talking about. It, it's just, it's so sweet. They both, like, it's Ted and Billy, and they... Um, like he's like getting dinner ready and he grabs the paper and like Billy's got his little comic book and they're both just sitting there and they're like eating dinner together and it's like breakfast. Is it breakfast? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's their morning routine. Oh, I guess that does make sense because he like grabbed the paper. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And because like Billy starts his day by like going to pee and then you see him cross into Ted's room and then they both come out. And so it's like, oh, Billy wakes up Ted, then Ted gets breakfast ready and like yeah, all silent. But keep going, keep going. But yeah, no, I just like I thought like one of the things I loved about this movie is that it made time for those little moments like that. And I think that like yeah. that was just like a really sweet like just a really charming you know, like 3 minutes of this movie that mm-hmm. told a lot without actually saying anything. Um, and I thought that was really impressive. Uh one thing that I did think was hilarious uh <laughs> Every time Billy wakes up to go to the bathroom in the morning and he like the sound mix, like you can hear him peeing, but it's just like he he pees for like maybe two seconds. I'm like And then nope. it's gone. He's yeah. instantly he's out of the bathroom. Like, he's just out of the bathroom. I was like, okay, I feel like we could have done a little bit better of a job making this realistic. Like the kid yeah, who's been sleeping the entire <laughs> He's been sleeping for several hours, probably has to pee a little bit longer than half a second. And also, (laughs) just like, also, like, the fact he, like, the camera shows him walk into the bathroom, and then, like, less than two seconds later, he's walking out of the bathroom. It's like, uh. I had the same thought. I was like, oh, we could have told him to hang out in there a little longer. Just, like, stand there for at least, you know, ten seconds. Like... Um, Don't beeline it so fast. But um, yeah, I thought that was very cute and funny. Yeah, I thought that more that also that scene did a lot, like you said, to communicate like, oh, there's a rhythm starting. They've like found their own rhythm because like if, that's also probably not the morning that Billy had with, um, oh, what's his wife's name? Joanna. Joanna, with Joanna when Joanna was there, that's probably not the same routine. So like, this is a new thing that they're developing together as a father and son, um, which I did think was very sweet. And and also, um, like, way more manageable than that breakfast scene when he was like, let's make French toast, where I was like, this is too much energy in the morning. But it was also, like, it's very appropriate, I think. In the evening. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, reading in silence is way more my vibe. <laughs> yeah. There's entirely too much noise. Yeah. Do you know? I can't start my day with a confrontation. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, like, the French toast scene is 100% how I would react the first morning. Uh, so I was watching it, and I was like, mm, I know what's happening here. <laughs> I know exactly this manic energy of just, like, dunking bread into a mug with the eggs All the best out, French toast like, is folded. 
No, you add the uh, milk later. That's what makes it uh, fancy. And then when he... <laughs> I didn't realize it was such a simple recipe, if I'm honest. Oh, yeah. Super easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but when... <laughs> so the bread is in the pan, and there's still, like, some leftover, like, egg-milk mixture in the cup, and he just dumps it on top. I was like, nope. That's <laughs> not what this... It's not how you do this. Some I also was like, oh, omelets? interesting. That's, yeah. That makes sense to me. Um, yeah. I thought that first morning was great, and if we're talking about that French toast, I'm going to say the last morning of him making French toast and us seeing how calm and different that is, very good writing, very beautiful framing, um, that the first and last morning, or so we think, um, (laughs) is a difference in the French toast and how the French toast is made. And, like, it, it goes so far as to even, like, you can see that there's, like, an oven mitt. Like, you you can see it. They don't, like, bring attention to it, but you can kind of see it. And then, like, when he needs to pick up the pan, he reaches and, you know, because, like, mm-hmm. so much of it was that he burned his hand the first time around. And so you can just, like, just that little detail was like, oh, that's so sweet. And he, like, picks up the pot, like, the, you know, oven mitt or whatever, grabs the thing. And it's like, oh, that's very nice. And then when they like hug each other one more time and you can just like hear Billy just like he's not like crying out out loud but he has like one little like whimper and it is just so devastating yeah and Ted just like hugs him a little tighter oh god just brutal yeah I did think it was interesting uh I can't remember I can't remember much about Bayer's story but I thought it was interesting how this one seems to have, like, no... Th- there's just, like, you never see... Other than his conversations with Margaret at the playground, like, there's no processing of the fact that he was just left after eight years. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. To where it's, like, that would have, like, a psychological impact on most people. That I feel like that could have been explored more, although it wouldn't have been a 90-minute movie in that case. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there were moments where he was feeling it on his own, even if Billy was around, of, like, that, like... I mean, when he's reading the letter and, yeah. like, going through that, and Billy's like, I don't care. That's, like, Ted is more affected by that letter in a different way. Mm-hmm. And when he processes, like, I... Like, your mom didn't leave because of you, I tried to make her somebody that she wasn't for a very that's long true time. okay 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 and that and that's just to say i, I think like there are, there are moments of it but that it's not like that's not the focus it's about him being a parent but i think you're right in that like that is also like more lonely moments where he's just alone with himself mm-hmm. um and not just frustrated that he's a single parent now i think would have been um would have added more emotional scenes to it. I do think this this movie's a pretty emotional uh, gut punch. I do think this one has more like child oh, rearing, or child raising <laughs> moments than Marriage Story has. Where Marriage Story, yeah. the kid seems like mostly fine, yeah, and it's them that are like very stressed about each other, yeah, and the their marriage dissolving is what's sad. Whereas like in this one, it's very much about the moments that they have with. Um, with Billy. And even that first scene I thought was really strong. Nothing is communicated that says that she is leaving, but we know she is leaving. Yeah. Just <clears throat> from the way her body language is and from the way that she is like 
okay, I love you. And when he's like, well, I see you in the morning, and she doesn't answer, you're like, oh, yeah, okay. This is the plan. Um, but I thought that was a really strong opening. And does what the movie does with, like, the oven mitt, or a lot of these other things where it's, like, these small details that communicate a lot. Um, even, so I'll, I, maybe this is jumping around, but even him getting the second job, at first you're like, oh, this is so that he has a job and can prove that he, like, has stability. But when he's showing Billy the office, you're like, oh, it also affords him the time not to be stressed about being the head of an account. Mm -hmm. So, like, in that way, too, you can see that he's not stressed about, like, taking a pay cut or getting fired from his last job. There's, like, this joy in, like, oh, actually, maybe we can make this work this way. And that's really, like cute to see and he like shows his office with like his name on it which we don't see if he has it at the other office we just know he has a secretary but like here it's like a point of pride that Billy gets to enjoy too so there are a lot of like little details that I appreciate oh oh there's a big one of when she's packing the bag in the beginning and on the top she lays that yeah. like dirty sweater yeah I we never really get a clear idea of what that sweater is right it's I, one no. of Billy's I was gonna say, like it's a like you can tell that it's like it's it's a child's, it's a child's sweater or a child's piece of clothing. So like, you know, I think I, sorry, no, I was just gonna say I think that that was just like she, because I think she knows what she's doing is quote unquote wrong. Like she knows that mm-hmm. she, like she, I think she's doing it with the best intentions because she knows that like she can't be the parent that sh- that Billy needs her to be. So, like, she's right. doing it for the right reasons, but I think she knows that, like, just ghosting on your child is not okay. Um, so I think, like, that was, like, her... Br- the way I read that was, like, she was just trying to bring something with her so that she could have that as, like, a source of comfort um, as she, my, like, processed everything else. <clears throat> my suspicion, too, with that like particular item is it was dirty and so he Mm -hmm. would have worn it and uh i know babies have a smell and my guess is she's like it'll smell like him Mm -hmm. right and my whole point was just one yeah yeah my whole point was just that we never talk about that that's just a detail that we visually see this like seemingly important item to her being packed in and like specifically is the last thing that she puts in her bag and we see it again when he like opens the bag and throws it back in the closet but like it is details like that that were like just texture just like adding richness to how real the world was Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. I also thought that the neighbor friend um is her name Margaret Mm -hmm. yeah like her character I thought was so interesting and real and like realistic for how those kind of friendships would feel of like we met here at this apartment building and like we bond over time and have a shared experience that we can talk about um and it's not necessarily like i'm also going to be the stepmom or like oh I'm, yeah like i'm this other person um or like i'm the your sister and i'm coming to help with the kid like it's this like neighbor but there's like this very realness to their relationship um and to the guilt that she feels when Billy falls off later. 
and she feels like she is responsible for it and he has to be like you're a great mom and like I'm happy that you're here with us Mm -hmm. and that's it it's not romantic even it's like realistic yeah Yeah. I I really would not have liked that (laughs) if they they would have gotten together Um, and I yeah I also I don't know I I feel like the so I was like really wrestling with the end of the movie um, I think, so I think, like, the, the courtroom scenes were just brutal. Um, and I, I think that the way that Dustin Hoffman and Meryl Streep acted those scenes were fantastic because at yeah. both, like, in both interrogation sequences, um, like, they both had moments where they realized, like, what was about to happen or they realized, like, what was happening to the other person while they were on the stand and like you could tell that they both were just like oh shit <laughs> like okay. like i like i feel bad for what's about to go down um which like felt kind of real cuz like you could tell that they didn't like like so when they met up again at the um at the diner like they had like a pretty easygoing rapport like you could tell that there was like they're not going to get back together but they don't, like, hate each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that, like, that was, like, a nice through line. That, like, even when things got their worst and even when things got their messiest, like, they didn't hate each other. Um, so I really did like that. But I don't know if I necessarily liked... On the one hand, like, it felt... Like, it's obviously, like, a happier ending that Joanna it was just, like... It cheap. But that's what I was going to yeah. say. Like, I, I th- it's, it's definitely, like, a happier ending that Joanna was like, I can't do this. This is where he belongs. He's going to stay with you. But I, I felt like that was... I, I just didn't feel like that was the most genuine ending for this movie. Just unrealistic. Has that ever happened? I, I mean... Especially I if you're spending $15,000 on a custody battle? That's half of what Dustin Hoffman earns. Yeah, right. And it would be more realistic if she was like, like I'm going to bring him back to visit all the time. Right, yeah. if she was just like, yeah, I okay. I was thinking so- maybe you can get an apartment or something like that. But yeah, I also agree that outright being like, I'm going to let you keep him was like, well, he didn't win the court case. Yeah. And like, we should follow through on this emotional climax. Like Exactly, because I, I feel like it just kind of cheapens the, like, you know, that moment, like they're, you know, we talked about how much we like their final breakfast scene together. But the fact that, mm-hmm. the fact that like, it's oh, not... that's not their final scene together. Like they're, you know, they're gonna be able to do this all the time now. It's just like, oh, well, that makes that emotional gut punch that much less. Like it makes the impact of mm-hmm. that much, much weaker. Which I think was a little bit of a bummer. Maybe that was a studio note. Is it what probably I'm was wondering. Because can you imagine how sad it is to watch him lose him? And then how do, is it just him alone in the apartment, like picking up a toy and putting it away? Or is it Billy and Joanna on a plane happy? And we're like, oh, but are you really happy? Like, there's no, the other ending is so sad that like the studio could never have. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that was a studio <laughs> note. Because especially because, like I said, I just, it doesn't feel genuine to the rest of the movie that we just spent, you know, an hour and a half watching it very much feels like a quick change at the end. Now, having said that, like, the very, very, very end, where, 
like she's in the elevator and she's like how do I look like clearly she's distraught and has been crying and is still kind of crying and he's like you look terrific and the elevator door closes and like I thought that was just beautiful and then he turns and cackles (laughs) (laughs) Um, she looks like shit (laughs) (laughs) but the the elevator door hits this hitch and like opens back up she's like I'm sorry what He's like, oh, you heard that? <laughs> you, you look great. Um, yeah, the trial, I thought the most powerful moment of the trial was when the, uh, she was getting interrogated about being a failure in the marriage. Mm-hmm. And she looks at him and he just goes, no. Yeah, he just shakes his head. And, just, and gives her confirmation that, like, you weren't bad at the, like, And I then she still blames herself. Bad. Yeah, but that was such a, that was the moment I feel like you were referring to, Colin, of, like, in the worst moments, Mm -hmm. he still has her back of being, like, you're not going to take all the blame for this. Like, I understand. Yeah. But I want this kid, and I'll do anything. And he even, like, does the same thing, like you were mentioning, when when he gets on the stand, and he's, like, I admit that, like, I was flawed, and, like, he tries to take ownership of that. I thought that was, like, really sweet too so yeah and she realizes that like he left his job to help billy when he had 104 fever and like that's out of character for the person that she knew yeah um and that's an important moment for her to be like oh you've changed too because it wasn't all me like i i needed to like get to a good place but you also needed to like learn what was valuable in your life Mm -hmm. um which also that line in the fight in the beginning with the neighbor, uh, where he's like, "Like, do you even understand what she's done to me?" And she's like, "Yeah, she ruined the worst day, one of the three best days of your life." And you're like, "Wow, damn, you got him, <laughs> you got him good, you stung him, this dumb dumb." Um, but yeah, the uh, I've just got other uh, some other notes Hit us. Uh, that I thought were uh, the scene where he has the the girl over uh, which also never really follows up but was a very i think a very solid scene yeah not dopey comical but like realistic comical of where she's like i'm a physics partner of your father uh and like is stumbling on her words i literally wrote down business partner (laughs) because that's what she says well and it's also like the setup before that like she's just so flustered anyway because she's late and so when mm-hmm. she like opens the closet door, she's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And he's like, well, that's the closet. <laughs> like, like that, that whole sequence I thought was genuinely funny. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like chicken? Uh, yes. Yes. I like, yes, I like fried chicken. <laughs> Very. And like, um, that's a hundred percent what like a five or six year old would say, like just totally unaware of the situation, totally unfazed by any of like that. And it's just like, Oh, yeah, I was thinking about fried chicken. How, what are your <laughs> thoughts on fried chicken? <laughs> Just like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought that was very funny. Um, and I thought the the sequence of... I guess it's the midpoint, if we're going to break this down structurally. Um, but the scene where Billy falls, and we just get the long take of Dustin Hoffman running to the hospital with Billy in his arms. And then the following scene of him getting stitches... And the adamancy about him being like, I'm going to be in the room. If you're going to be doing anything to my son, I'm going to be in the room. And the cut to him just, like, very gently holding Billy's head and, like, Mm. 
comforting him during those stitches was another like very powerful very realistic and like beautiful impactful moment um in the movie that doesn't require a lot of like dialogue Mm -hmm. like the fights i think are really well written and realistic and i think those quiet moments like we've been saying are also like very potent in how they make you go like oh that's exactly how family feels Mm mm-hmm I concur. Yeah, I thought that was great. Um, yeah, uh, just uh, circling back to that first breakfast. God, that's a lot of grounds for one French press. I was like, <laughs> now that I know how a French press works, holy God, that's so many grounds. And he's just like squeezing down on it. You're like, that shit's not going to move also, anymore. Also, he doesn't let it like steep yeah, at I know. all. Yeah. He like pours the water in and then immediately starts pushing it and it's like that's not how it works yeah. <laughs> What's I like funny, an extra strong when Billy's yeah Billy's even like that's too much he's like well I like it strong mom always makes it too weak it's like you don't know what the fuck you're doing <laughs> yeah you're not gonna drink that shit trust me I've made shit like that strong before um I've only got a couple other little moments. Go for uh, it. Go for it. Maybe there'll be discussions. Of, like, that reunion scene where Meryl Streep's got a red chest and <laughs> uh, Dustin Hoffman throws a glass against the wall. Oh. Uh, very powerful, tense, realistic, and scary scene of even her being like, I planned for all of this. Like, I know how you would react. And the switch from him listening to being like what did you learn about yourself no i'm i'm really curious like what did you learn and you're like uh oh uh oh this is going bad um very tense and like i feel like that's the scene of the movie that i see when people talk about the movie mm-hmm. um and maybe that's why i thought it was more equal representation of the two of them or like an ongoing divorce that we're watching that's funny Um, you mentioned that because the scene that i think of when i think of marriage story is the scene where they're just yelling in the living room yep like i literally that's also it's also the meme (laughs) yeah the meme meme kind of took your heads and screaming (laughs) and him punching the wall (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know if i've seen this meme oh yeah (laughs) it's it's like one of those uh, one of those like images that has like the four quadrants. I know and... what a meme is. <laughs> well, I know, but I'm just saying, like one and of them is like text. <laughs> yeah, one of them is him screaming at her. One of them is her screaming at him. One of them is him screaming back at her, and then the last one is him just punching the wall. <laughs> so people were just going crazy with that for a, a hot minute. I'm trying to find a good one. <laughs> I just moved over to my browser and I forgot before I got on on the the podcast that I was watching Gary Russell and Matthew Reese videos. Nice. <laughs> We're all happy about that. Good, good choices. <laughs> um, so I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember when these two things, like when did the two dinners happen? So he had the, like the meeting with her at like the little diner, the coffee shop or whatever. And he threw the the glass against the wall. Did that happen before or after he had the dinner with his boss at his first company and he got fired? After. Or no, before, because he's like, do you realize that I'm about to go into a custody You're right, yeah. And you're going to do this. Okay, that was what Um, I thought. But then I was was like, wait, am I getting that right? But I do think it's interesting, like, the... 
even like the short-ish amount of time between those two things, um, when like he reacts to her by literally throwing a glass of wine against a wall and storming out, but he reacts to the other guy just being like, how dare you? And just like stands up and walks away and like, doesn't really make a scene. Doesn't really get heated. It's just like, this is like, what are you like? This is ridiculous. And just walks out. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Like the, like those two similar sequences that ended in very different ways. Um, yeah. And it's ultimately who was really pitted against each other in the marriage was his job versus his wife. Mm -hmm. So how does that show how he approaches conflict with those two parties? All right. Did we find some good marriage? Did I vamp long enough for us to find some good marriage story memes? Uh, Um, There's one about Yoda, but... Yeah, they're not that good except for one where Adam Driver is yelling, every day I wake up in Poland, and then punches the wall and starts crying. (laughs) 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 I don't really get it, but it's just kind of funny. One of them was about watermarks, but yeah. I definitely haven't seen them before. Yeah, they they were all over for a while. Over yeah, I don't what? see any good ones. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, oh, when he gets the new job and he kisses that woman at the Christmas party, I was like, did she want that? I, Dustin Hoffman? I think we yeah. all had the same thought. I, I was did, like... Yeah. <laughs> I was like, definitely can't happen like nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I was like... Yeah. Just some casual uh, harassment. COVID. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> immediately upon getting a new job. <laughs> like, yeah, like just like harassing you. a coworker. Um, He's just immediately fired. <laughs> yeah. uh, well. You can't do that here. We've got standards. We have HR. They're at the party right now. They just saw that happen. Who are you even? You're sweating. Better question. Who are you even? Mm-hmm. Um, those are all the notes I have on Kramer v. Kramer. I have Dawn no, of Justice. no other. <laughs> Alien oh, vs. No. Predator. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Kramer v. Predator. <laughs> I, I would watch the spin-off. fuck out of that movie. Which Kramer, though? It's just though? Predator raising Kramer's kid. <laughs> yeah. And then it's, it's Meryl Streep talking to an alien, and she's like, I had to leave to, Find to figure out who I was. And then the alien's like, <laughs> no. So gentle. Um total sidebar uh i was listening to a podcast the other day and they were doing like a villain draft and like mm-hmm. one of their categories was monsters and they didn't even like mention the xenomorphs so it was like what the fuck are we doing here what <laughs> like, is that even the alien, alien. from alien <laughs> oh. <laughs> i was like and if you're gonna talk about alien like that comes out of john hurt's chest yes yeah that's in the movie alien didn't know if that was the name of the movie. Like, it was the There's a lot of movies about aliens, okay? <laughs> the one about aliens is Alien or Aliens or Alien Three. What? Watch that movie for the first time when we lived together. I don't care don't for sci-fi most dare. of the time. But what I had mad respect for in that movie is that everyone dies except for Sigourney Weaver and the and alien the cat. lives. But yeah. normally you'd have the alien be conquered and then some sort of resurrection for the next one. I was like, I respect well, that the bad guy also won. Well, she also launches him out of a I mean, airlock. Yeah, the alien, alien definitely. 
I mean, he's not dead, but he will be floating <laughs> through the vacuum of space, unharming, not harming people. Until? Until aliens, when the bigger queen I just trouble. thought he lived. <laughs> no. Well, he survives in the ship, and then she's like, oh, fuck, he's in here with me. Doesn't he... Is there, like, a Jurassic Park where she gets back home and there's, like, a bit of alien? That's the wow. third one. That's okay. the third one. Do we watch them all in one week? <laughs> Maybe. I don't the know. alien does survive <laughs> each time, almost annoyingly. There's, like, a new way for the alien to pop up again. No. But I also so. just like that everyone died. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, pre- that's pretty good. Except for her and a cat. And she's like, all right, it's you and me. God. Lucky star. Aliens is dope. That's all I really have to add to this conversation. (laughs) Kramer versus Kramer, pretty good. Aliens, dope. Very dope. What are our categories for this? I know, I was was thinking about it today. I was like, it's been so long. I'm trying to remember. So I think the first one is... Tattoo? Would you... Oh, yeah, tattoo ideas. Shit. Would Um, I watch this on a plane? No. I would not watch this on a plane. Why would you? You said it so adamantly. Because I want to watch something fun, and this oh. is like a drama, and then I don't need to watch a drama on a plane. Did you guys yeah. cry? No, I did not. So that was the one thing I was going to say. Like, this movie, there were moments that were brutal, but it did not, like, eviscerate me in the same way that Marriage Story did. I remember, like, same. S- like uncontrollably sobbing in the music box theater when Marriage Story was happening, and th- this movie never quite got to that level for me. So I didn't um, sob from the movie but I sobbed during the movie because my sisters sent an Instagram profile of a woman who does comics and the comics deal often with like pets and they're like sad it's it's like I think the whole thing is like gentle death and so it's basically death coming and like being there for pets when they're like put down or animals oh. when they die <laughs> So she oh said boy. during the movie, and I was like, well, I gotta look at it now. And then just started sobbing. <laughs> oh my god. Over like a, like a cartoon of like an orca that died in captivity. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, very relevant to the same themes of the movie. My god. Same tears, the same kind of tears. It's fantastic, though. Fantastic comics. But I was like, this destroyed me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like had to go back to a movie when they're like settling the case. Yeah. One of my friends texted me and was like, <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned that uh, I was watching this for the pod, and one of my friends texted me this morning and was like, Oh, what'd you think of the movie? Because she'd never seen it before. She's like, Did you enjoy the movie? And I was like, I mean, it's a really good movie. But it's also a movie about a couple getting divorced and fighting over custody of their kids. So, like, <laughs> enjoyment is not quite the word I would use to describe that. So, like, yeah. you know, your mileage may vary. But, like, but I'm sure some lawyers watch it and just have, like, a giant money oh, boner. Yeah. I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was very good and very funny. Okay. So okay. <laughs> I don't really know what to do with this. Um, so yeah, we wouldn't watch it on a plane. Tattoo ideas. Nothing jumped out to me, mostly because I forgot that that was a thing that I had to think about. Yeah. You could do um, the stitches on or, it. Yeah, or the scar. I was gonna say just like get the yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. 
The shadow people are like, of wine did you get a scar? Yeah, <laughs> that splatter. But yeah, if you had the one on your face, people would be like, oh, do you have a scar on your face? And be like, no, this is a tattoo for the movie Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> the little boy in the movie, who also sidebar, is pretty good. Yeah. You think that yeah. he's going to be kind of annoying and precocious, but he's got some real bam. Like, he really, he has some good deliveries where you're like, ooh, you really got that. You really nailed the delivery or the look. You did it. Uh, but yeah, you'll just be like, oh yeah, this is themed off of that little boy. Because I love Kramer versus Kramer so much. <laughs> God. Um, uh, uh, oh, the, oh, never mind. I got really excited for a second because uh, I was like, I wonder what if that kid's been up to anything, like as an adult, <laughs> like is, is he an adult actor? And he was in something called Lost from 2004. And I was like, Lost. oh, shit. It, but it's not the TV show that I like. It's the movie <laughs> that I always forget also came out in 2004 starring Dean Cain. Wow. Cool. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Uh, he what played Superman in... <laughs> oh my god, Tierney. <laughs> Tierney's losing focus. <laughs> we, we gotta wrap this shit up. Uh, would you guys spend time on the film set? Probably not. I think I would. Yeah, I I'd mean, be very interested in seeing these performances in person. Well, and also, like, 70s I'm New York? That seems kind of fun. In, in like, a Justin sketchy Hoffman kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Uh, that was one other thing I was gonna... Oh my god, Tierney. <laughs> Tierney's just putting a hairband around her face. It's just scrunchy. And talking and into it. only my mouth show. It's really funny. For me. Yeah, and not any of our listeners. Say. Listeners. Listener. Any of our listener. Mm-hmm. Well, s- s- there's an S at the end. Remember, we found there was like a second one when we looked into the there's analytics. an international yeah, audience. Right. Um, so, do you guys think it's more or less fun to think of this movie as... Uh, a sequel to The Graduate. Like, this is what... So, like, The Graduate ends, and they're just on the bus, and they both have that look on their face, like, oh, fuck, what did we just do? And then, you know, obviously Probably they had to recast, but, like... such a shithead in The Graduate that it's like, oh, maybe he changes as an adult. Right? Because, yeah. well, and so the only thing that doesn't fully track is, like... Like... Ben's whole thing in The Graduate is that he's just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> like, uh, what am I going to do with my life? Um, and then, like, you know, Ted's whole thing at the beginning of this movie is that he's, like, an extremely driven workaholic. So, like, that doesn't quite line up. But then I was like, I guess the end of, like, the last chunk of The Graduate is Ben, like, obsessively following this girl. And I was like, okay, so that's where he, like, got the got into the habit of just, like, you know obsessively doing a thing and then that just you know resulted in like when he joined the workforce Are you it's like oh things? wow obsessed okay colin has been called out <laughs> colin got canceled on this episode. oh god all right well i gotta go you guys finish up the rest of this one <laughs> no i'm just teasing you were referring to him stalking her that's the yeah thing. um but anyway i just i had that thought last night and i was like oh that could be mm. a fun like yeah it's similar to when I, the one time I watched Revolutionary Road, and I was like, it'd be fun to think, like, this is what would have happened if uh, Jack they wouldn't have... fit on the door? Yeah, if Jack wouldn't have just, like, froze to death and then sunk into the Atlantic. <laughs> also, There's... that movie is brutal, <laughs> in case you hadn't seen it. Revolutionary Road is... 
Well, yeah, sure, both. Yeah, <laughs> I was specifically talking about Revolutionary Road, but <laughs> that new movie with Hugh Jackman. Um, oh, and huge play is out. Uh, and my girl, Reminiscence. Yeah, and Arbex Fergie. Arbex Fergie. She's Arbex got, she... Fergie and Huge Jackman <laughs> are a couple again. They were a couple in Reunited. Greatest Showman, and so Reminiscence could be the sequel to them having that shitty romance in that movie, and somehow it continues into the 21st century during climate change. God, that'd be so wild if that were true in in Reminiscence. <laughs> yeah. How did we get from the circus to here? Um, all right, last category. Uh, Academy Awards. So, what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It was nominated for eight Academy Awards. Oh, sorry, nine Academy Awards. Wow. Uh, it was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor, two nominations for Best Supporting Actress, Best Screenplay, Best Cinematography, and Best Film Editing. Good Who's the director? Uh, Robert Benton who I had never heard of before. And let's go into that double supporting actress. Is it both Margaret and Joanna? Yep. From the moment we meet Margaret, I was like, she's good. Yeah. She's like really a good actress. Um, So I'm glad she got nominated. Uh, The kid, to your point earlier, Matt, got nominated for best supporting actor. Good for him. Um, but yes, I thought he was very good. So it won for Best Picture, it won for Best Director, Best Actor, Meryl won for Best Supporting Actress, and it won for Best Screenplay. Wow. So, like, it really took home a lot, a lot of the, the major ones. Um, yeah. So, which, like, fine. I'm not terribly versed in 1979 film history. But here were the other movies that were nominated for Best Picture that year. Uh, All That Jazz... Apocalypse Which I've now. only seen the end of, and all that jazz haunted me. Just the ending is haunting. Yeah. Um, Apocalypse Now, Breaking Away, and Norma Ray. Breaking Away, I remember being... I watched it in high school, but I feel like that was pretty good. Yeah. Interesting that it beat Apocalypse Now. So that's what I was going to say. Like, I liked this movie. I did enjoy this movie. I thought it was a very well-made movie. But it is... Like, looking at that particular list, I feel like Apocalypse Now... And maybe to a certain extent, all that jazz. Is Apocalypse Now that good? Oop. I've never seen it. So. Oh, I've seen it. It's. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like in terms. I of, also think it's like way. It, I think in, in terms, terms of, of like yeah, cultural epic, yeah. significance and cultural relevance. I think I more like people doesn't it have the like weight because it was such a disaster to make. Isn't that well? I mean, talk I think about it. I think it's also just like the Vietnam movie. Yeah. So I think, yeah, culturally it did probably have more to say even at that time. Well, and it was like Francis Ford Coppola in the 70s, which was like peak Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, That's true. I'd say this is a little bit on the descent. You guys know that this was like a disaster. It was a disaster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, I know. That's what the, the documentary Heart of Darkness is about. Oh, yeah. But I feel um, like this is, like, on his downward trajectory. Yeah, but I think it's... I mean, it's still pretty widely recognized as one of the best films of all time. <laughs> whether so whether or not after I the Godfather? agree with that. What? Yeah. Was Apocalypse now post-Godfather? Yeah, so Godfather was 72, Godfather Part mm. 2 was 74, and then Apocalypse mm. now was 79. 
And then he was I like, don't know enough Coppola. Gotta redeem myself and do Godfather. Three <laughs> <Part> Tokyo three. <laughs> Drift. Yeah. <laughs> um, Might be better if it was set in Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. I do like I do like Kramer versus Kramer more than Apocalypse Now. And I don't I haven't seen the other one, so I, know, I don't care. I, I and again I wasn't like I haven't seen this is literally the only one of those I have seen, so I wasn't like making a judgment call. It's just I do feel like Apocalypse Now is more widely regarded as a superior film. Yeah, that's fair. Which I think I is feel interesting. Like Breaking away was pretty good. But again, have not seen it in like fifteen years. Ooh, it's a coming-of-age comedy yeah. drama film. It takes place in Bloomington, Indiana. Like at Sign the me campus. up. They're the townies. Mm, well, I'll check that out. Um, anyway. They go swimming in a quarry. I watched it Typical. in my English class. We, like, finished a book, and my teacher's like, let's watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Completely unrelated. <laughs> Although it might have been um, a coming-of-age book we read. I feel like this won all the awards that I would have wanted it to win you know like mm-hmm. yeah i agree with that um costumes were pretty fun yeah but yeah like i don't think it needed to win cinematography i don't think it needed to win film editing i feel like the, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of fade to blacks <laughs> i was like yeah i feel like we could have done something a little like there's a lot like many and some many cross scenes <laughs> like i was like okay <laughs> Um, it's like a sixth grader who just learned like how to change slide animations in PowerPoint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, ooh, this one's fucking dope. I'm gonna use it all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that's Kramer versus Kramer. We did it, guys. We're we're back into it. I'm so happy for us. Ooh, we did it. Um, um, so last thing, obviously it's been a long time since we recorded, so don't like recount everything that you've been up oh to, gosh. but <laughs> what are, so what are, if you guys want to talk about like n- some noteworthy things, or if you want to just say like, what have you been up to the last, like recently, that's fine. But yeah, don't recount everything that you've done since April, unless you want to. I'll I mean, it. I like, I don't, I'm not your boss. But I feel like no, Tierney, Tierney would get really annoyed very quickly. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. Um, I'll go quick because I feel like I haven't watched too much. Um, but I notable, uh, I watched Bo Burnham's Inside and thought yes. that was very strong. I'm not a huge Bo Burnham fan. Not that I have anything against him, but I'm just, I've never really followed him with the same fervency that other people have. And I thought it was like very smart and well-written and beautifully designed. So that was really good. Did you see eighth grade? I can't remember. Yes, and I thought that was very good too. Yeah. Um, so I respect him more for his like directing and filmmaking. I think production um, quality of Inside, top notch. For being just yeah one set. For being and one inside, <laughs> and one person. Yeah. Very good though. Uh, I watched a couple horror movies. Uh, I watched Happy Death Day. And How was it? Was, very fun okay very funny it's on my Uh, list uh oh you haven't seen it yet no i wanted to watch it before the second one came out and then i just never Mm -hmm. got around to it and then the second one was only in theaters for like a hot minute and so i like missed both of them and they're both on my list i just haven't checked them out yet i did see freaky 
which was the the same guy who wrote and maybe directed Happy Death Day 1 and 2. It was the one that he put out last year. It was like a body swap where like Vince Vaughn is like a serial killer and he like goes into the person like the body of like a teenage girl. Ooh. That one's that one's pretty fun. <laughs> um good. Yeah, Happy Death Day was fun um and funny, which was cool. Yeah. Uh and I also saw Ready or Not, which I thought yes. was really fun and cool. Is it a and porno? And it's part of the good... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> It is part of the... I just saw a picture the other day that I had saved from last year. That was. It's part of the Good for Her universe, uh, cinematic universe, which is like Ready or Not, Knives Out, Midsummer, The Witch. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> just fun. like all these movies... <laughs> Or at the end, you're like, good for her. <laughs> so that one was really fun. The very um, end of Ready or Not is so fucking dope. <laughs> yeah. It's so very cool. Very good. <laughs> um, and what else have I seen and watched? Did you know that the, uh, the team from Ready or Not are doing Scream 5? Screams? They should just say Screams. Five. And the five I'm cutting your nice. mic. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> I've got more to say. Um, oh, and the last thing was that uh, I think I watched Loki, and I think Loki is the best Marvel TV show that they've made. And oh, sorry. I was... see it's Loki, the best Marvel TV show. Yeah. I no, would, I would say, say that it's high-key the best. <laughs> I think in my personal opinion, it's actually the high-key the best. Loki is high-key? The one listener uh, who wasn't uh, a roommate of ours... They rewatched all of the Thor movies before Thor Ragnarok came out, and they'd be you guys would be watching it on like a Sunday afternoon, and I'd be walking around the kitchen not watching it, but just taking dialogue and making puns of it. Yeah, Colin was not useful. a fan. <laughs> and Loki exactly was one you of them. Your theater to be experience to be uh but yeah loki i thought it was very cool looking and a really good story uh with a lot of really good acting so is it that's what i'll highlight tom hiddleston yeah yeah oh it's a couple tom hiddleston's at some points wow yeah and owen wilson to that like wow wow yeah wow yeah he's also in that owen wilson is so fucking good in that show and i miss him so much like i he's one of those people that like i don't think about very often but like whenever he pops up in something i'm just like oh god bless you yeah he's just comfortable to be around he's like hey come on man let's uh let's just chat (laughs) he talks so low in loki though where you're like what are you saying you have to turn on captions just for his character he's whispering constantly he's like a librarian anyway that's all that i've been watching let's move forward <laughs> um i do you want to go next go. i okay so uh, i watched a lot of movies i'm not going to talk about all of them but the highlights uh we all saw so we all got together in oh, person right. in yeah. chicago tyranny's favorite place in the entire world we all <laughs> met up for her we were like where where could we go that would make her happy <laughs> we were like clearly chicago mm-hmm. she's not allowed to leave so, we'll her <laughs> so we, i guess we have to go to her um but no so matt and i uh flew now that we're vaxxed 
and mm-hmm. at the time were relatively relaxed. Not as relaxed anymore, but uh, uh, so we both flew back to Chicago and had uh, some fun times hanging out in person, which was wonderful. Um, but one of the highlights of the trip is we all went to our beloved music box and we all watched In the Heights together, um, which was like a wonderful experience just for like the nostalgia of it. But also I thought that In the Heights was like a very, very good movie. Um, and I would say one of one of the better movies I've seen this year. Um, I agree. Other great movies I've seen this year. Uh, I really liked Luca, the new Pixar movie that they just dropped uh, on Disney+. Plus. Um, it's, it's definitely like mid-tier Pixar, um, but it's, it's very sweet. It's very charming. Um, it's a, about an hour and a half, a little longer, so like not a huge time commitment. And at the end of the movie, I was sobbing. So, goddamn you, Pixar. (laughs) You you fucking did it. And it's so, like, as I'm watching the entire movie, I was like, this is cute, but it's definitely not going to, like, destroy me in the way that most Pixar movies will. And then literally the last three minutes of the movie destroyed (laughs) me. (laughs) I want to watch now. So, there's that. Um, F9, kind of disappointing. Um, Oh, aren't they all, though? No, how dare you? <laughs> um, but spoilers, they do go to space. So, you know, <laughs> they go to space in like a, a, a Pontiac Ford, Ford Pinto, Pontiac. I don't know. They go to space in some like a, a what? In a, in a car. <laughs> in a Pontiac Ford. Is it Pinto? Ford Pinto? Pinto bean? Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. How are you so attuned to that word? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Zola is really good. Um, The new A24 joint, based on the epic, like, (laughs) 150-some tweet. I thought it was the Adam Sandler movie. What? (laughs) Don't mess with the Zoltan? That's oh a God. notable movie, Colin? No. <laughs> no. The new A24 jo- joint, Don't Mess With the Zoltan. This was before he said the new A24. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Um, Fair. That movie is insane. Uh, I don't, like, it's based on, like, a hundred, like a viral, like, Twitter thread from, like, six or seven years ago. Um that you may or may not have read. Uh, if you haven't, I strongly encourage don't and then watch this movie. It's fucking wow. nuts. It's so crazy. It's so fun. Um, one of my favorite lines and line deliveries of 2021 so far hey. comes from this movie. And Riley Keough is so good. <laughs> also, it's got our boy cousin Greg. So, you know, love that. Uh, and Coleman <clears throat> Domingo. Oh, yeah. Coleman Domingo is incredible in the movie. Um, and then probably like the, oh, there's two other ones. So I saw Summer of Soul, which is the Questlove documentary about the Harlem Cultural Festival, um, in the summer of 1969 and it's available on Hulu and I would strongly recommend checking it out. It's like partially a documentary, partially like a music concert film kind of thing. Um, but it's really, really fascinating um and definitely like one of the better movies i've seen this year i saw it back to back with uh the um roadrunner the anthony bourdain documentary 
which like is pretty good, but like Summer of Soul is very good. So I'm glad I saw that one first. Um, and then the only other noteworthy thing that I've seen recently is The Green Knight, which fucking rules. I've heard. <laughs> so, I want to see it so bad. Uh, I saw you... that one even. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, shit. What did you think of it? No, Obviously no spoilers or anything, but did you like it? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, like, read the book in college. Um, okay. I guess the main thing I was like, what's, what, I don't, it was hard to figure out what, like, the points of everything was. But sure. Um, at it was one point, beautifully made. It's fucking gorgeous. Um, also insane in a different way than Zola, but like just very bizarre. And at one point, the my friend I went to the movie with, like literally like an hour and a half into this like two hour long movie, she leaned over and she's like, "I have no idea what's happening." And I was like, "Yeah, same." I read the book. Let's fucking go. Like... Let's fucking go. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, listeners' mileage may vary, but uh, the Green Knight fucking rules, and so I would, it, I At believe the very it's in least theaters. Look amazing. I just say it's in theaters now. If you're comfortable going to a movie theater, I would strongly recommend checking this one out in a theater because I do think it like, like it looks gorgeous, and seeing it on a gigantic screen, like you won't be upset about that. Having said that, if you're not comfortable going to movie theaters anymore, which seems fair at this point, mm-hmm. uh, I just saw on Twitter today that A24 is going to be releasing it on August 18th, which will probably be after the time that this episode goes live, but I do imagine whenever this episode goes live, it'll probably be available for that like $20 digital rental thing. That's uh, one night only. Oh, that one is one night only? Yeah, the A24 screening room. Oh. is August 18th, and it's one night only. You can watch The Green Knight. Okay, we'll maybe cut this if we uh, <laughs> if we post this after the 18th, which I believe is our plan. So <laughs> so disregard. But anyway, whenever you, you listen to this, check out The Green Knight, because it's awesome. Sweet. Um, and then I haven't really been watching much of anything. Uh, I have three shows that I've watched in the last four months. <laughs> Crushing uh, it. Uh, Motherland, which is on the BBC, uh, is mm-hmm. fucking hysterical. This Way Up, season two, um, came out, and it was very good. Uh, a good blend of comedy and drama. Um, both of those are on the BBC, but I think This Way Up is also on Hulu, and Motherland, season one, might also be on Hulu. Um, and then I watched the first two episodes of Reservation Dogs this oh, week. Oh! That's out now? It's only the first two episodes. Right, um, yeah. I just, I, I, did, I thought it was coming later this month, so it's not. I, okay. How is it so far? It's good. I liked it. I'm looking forward to the next episodes. Does it feel um, like a Taika joint? It does, yeah. Good. Uh, specifically one of the characters, I'm like you are straight <laughs> like your dialogue is like must, I swear to god like Tegan must have written her dialogue especially um, but it's really good I like it nice. uh, and then the other ones uh, so I've been reading more books and so I have um, there's a book on I can't remember if I talked about this I read a book on loneliness which was really interesting just in terms of humans needing social connection and also very relevant uh because we just spent a year and a half not having that. Uh, yep. <laughs> then I did a, a bit of a road trip and listened to the Lost Children Archives, which 
was excellent. It's probably the best book I've read so far this year. Um, and it's like a, they're radio documentarians. And so doing the audiobook was like perfect because it was like listening to a radio documentary. It's actually mm. one, uh, so it's somewhat relevant to the pod, podcast, is I like Googled like, what, like books if you like Roma. <laughs> <laughs> and so this was one of them and it's like a family that's like going through a divorce but they're also on a road trip and then there's like loads of history involved and then current events so there's like about like the children being separated from their families at the borders but then also like the history of colonial it's just fantastic guys best book I've read so far this year and then I'm also wow. currently reading The Death and the Life of the Great Lakes um, which I was texting you guys about this week uh, because there's part of me that's like do love the Great Lakes, and I'm like, does this make me want to stay in Chicago? <gasps> it's like alarming, but it's also about all of, like the horrible things we've done to them, and so there's like a lot of local history and uh, you know, fascinating the thing ab- invasive species and things we've done by like opening up canals and mm. things we've tried thi- to solve it with. The thing about the Great Lakes is that they're fucking massive so like yeah. if you want to stay on the great lakes but don't want to be trapped in chicago like there are other options for you oh yeah and that's okay. like the opening so they initially called the great lakes the freshwater seas um and thought mm. when they got to when like the settlers got to well, colonizers let's just call them what they are when they got yes. to <laughs> let's yeah. call a spade a spade <laughs> <laughs> when they got to i think it's lake uh huron they thought China was going to be on the other side. God, <laughs> fucking dummies. Every time. Every time they see water, they're like, is China? Is it is India? Are we there? Are we in Asia? And one dude, like, one dude like, sail or canoed across Lake Michigan. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it, like, in, like, Chinese mm. garb. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> Settlers, colonial. Uh, colonizers. So stupid. Colonizers. But one interesting tidbit, though, is they talk about how, like, the biggest lake up until that point was only 11 miles long. <laughs> so they, like, didn't know what the Great Lakes were. And the, the size of the Great Lakes, for people who aren't necessarily from the Midwest and don't understand how big they are, it's the size of the UK, but all water in the middle Whoa. of the country. Holy shit. Yeah. Damn. Uh, which I didn't realize they were that quite that large, but... And you could fill, I think, like the all of North, all of the Americas in one foot of water from the Great Lakes. Oh, I know, right? That's where I was like, oh, it is pretty cool. Are bonita fish big? (laughs) (laughs) Are the Great Lakes big? Well, Dale, (laughs) they're Great Lakes, so so yeah, yeah, they're pretty big. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, anyway, looking forward to reading more about it and learning some stuff. Look at you. Yeah. Would recommend it, though. It's really good. And there was an article. The guy who wrote this wrote an article in the New York Times about, uh, like, basically Chicago and how it's not engineered for climate change. This is a huge tangent, but the book is a lot better than the article. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> Maybe I'll cut that bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm finished. <laughs>